Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome everybody. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden on this fall day, uh, the Chuck and Julie Truth straight up, grassroots show. What <laughs> version of that? <laughs> All Chuck has to say is the Chuck and Julie grassroots show. It's like too straight up, too straight up. No, no you didn't even get it right. <laughs> While attacking me, you got it wrong. Anyway, it's a Chuck and yeah, Julie show. Right. Welcome everybody. Hey, the show is brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine. So the chaos ends. Um, this is a great day. I mean, yeah. uh, this is happy, happy, happy news. I didn't realize it that Mike Johnson was such a perfect pick for Speaker of the House, but he is. Um, Trump supports him. He's against Ukraine aid. He's against everything great. Um, he'll be hard to attack because he's kind of a understated, kind of humble guy. Uh, maybe that'll change, but at least at this point, he's all those things. Um, uh- and it's it's really exciting that he's been elected. And, you know, the system will break him down. He'll be destroyed, of course. Uh, but for today, anyway. But for today. It's, it's tremendous news. It's, yeah, Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana, Representative from Louisiana, was elected speaker. This time, all of the Republicans, even Ken Buck, voted yes. Even Ken Buck. Even Ken Buck voted yes. Um, the Democrats, of course, did not. Um, uh, he would kind of emerged yesterday, it sounds like, sort of, I don't want to say out of the blue, but it certainly wasn't one of the names that people had been talking I, about. I, I didn't think I knew him at all. Uh, eventually, I figured out I'd watched him uh, grilling Merrick Garland. We'll play that in a second. Um, at one time, and I, I enjoyed that, but he's not a famous <laughs> no. at all. And I want to talk about, number one, get your take on it. So if you want to call in, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. Or if you're on Zoom and you want to comment to go ahead and unmute yourself. Um, Yeah, I didn't know anything about him, right? Um, And at first when I read it wrong, I'm like, Mike Johnson from L.A.? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how much I knew. But he does seem to be good. And it is kind of interesting, you know, watching social media feeds and things like that and some of the commentaries. Um, All of the right people like him. Adam and all, uh, Yeah, all the right people hate him. Right. Uh, ben Kinzinger. Ben Adam. Adam Kinzinger hates him. Good. Adam good. Schiff That's hates it. him. Adam Schiff hates him. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you know, it, it, Ken Buck doesn't like him a lot, but he liked him well enough to vote for him. Um, this, this is how CNN, CNN calls him a key figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Um, so that means he's good. good. CNN Very hates good. him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Leo. Never heard of him. That's a good thing. In a way, that's true, Leo. Um, but it, it sounds like when you look back, he's been saying a lot of the right things. For a long time. Uh, well, he's a fourth term congressman. Barty says he grew up in a not a nice place, Shreveport. You like him. Look at the enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. In a big way, that's how you tell the people who hate him. Um, you're like, oh, okay, well, then he must be good, yeah. basically, right? I'm on the play. This is just Chuck found this. This was him. Uh, and he's, I didn't really get the part where he's grueling Merrick Garland, but he, he kind of talks about where he's coming from, he totally supports the impeachment effort. Um, you know, totally supports closing borders. Now, 
again, we might be disappointed, but we're going to save that for another day. But um, hey, Doug, if we could please play the Johnson soundbite. This is Representative Mike Johnson talking to um, Merrick Garland. Law does <clears throat> distinguish our country, but you have not upheld that. You have allowed the rule of law to erode. And that's why 65% of the people in this country have no faith in the Department of Justice under your leadership. They don't trust it. They don't trust you. The reason is because they're witnessing every day a politicized Justice Department in a two-tiered system of justice. For example, they see the DOJ, of course, aggressively prosecuting President Biden's chief political rival, Mr. Trump. While at the same time, they see slow walking and special treatment given to the president's son. That's just a fact that everybody can see with their own two eyes. Yeah, and, and so and he, and in there, he kind of, again, he, he's for the impeachment, um, for closing the borders. Um, he's an election denier. Election denier. <laughs> an election denier. Um, and they keep talking about that. Now, Kevin Buck, who earlier said he would never vote for an election, election denier, denier, voted for an election denier. Said, but he wasn't as much of a denier as Jim Jordan was. So that's, oh, okay. why, he, that's why he didn't like yeah, Jim yeah. Jordan. So that's good news. And hopefully there was the um, Babylon B satire site. They showed, you know how, like, when they elect a pope and they, they burn the smoke, right? Uh, uh, uh. They showed all the smoke burning out of the Capitol saying they're now back to burning our taxpayer dollars <laughs> now that Congress is back in session. I do think it's funny. Um, the conser- the liberal media all were saying, oh, the, the Republican chaos ends. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I think the rest of the world, us included, you know, went along pretty smoothly, even though we did not have a speaker at the right. House, right? How could we get through our day? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see what kind of difference he makes, but hopefully he will. Um, this is from um, from um, Bowen. He said, yeah, Garland pooped his pants during that interview. Mm-hmm. And from Leo, Ken Buck has so much integrity, he has to carry it around in a wheelbarrow right but sometimes it leaves his wheelbarrow at home so he doesn't have to worry about the integrity but one of the other things i wanted to talk about um matt gates and if you haven't seen the full thing check it out on steve bannon's war room but we're going to play some segments from it once again what's been happening really ever since donald trump is the matrix is being revealed and people are being red pilled whether they like it or not and one of the things that this all showed number one it's revealed ken buck for the complete and total if rhino you didn't already know right what a what a crazy little guy he is that's uh, right yeah yeah i mean he votes to out house mccarthy and then votes to keep or then votes against Jim Jordan. I'm right. not sure why that happened, but it also, but it, this whole process and this whole past few years have sort of revealed what people and who people really are. Um, and, and Donald well, Trump has a way of doing thing that. Great is Matt Gates has been a, a revealer of he's taken the curtain back and he did a thing on, on Bannon show was just tremendous showing really what happened and how it happened and who was doing what, which of course your average, um, Washington Post, New York Times reporter never did. I mean, you know, they, they, well, this is what really happened. No, this is this is our spin, and so we'll give it that. Right, but- and so what Matt Gates does, and we'll play some sound bites, but just sort of just sort of give you a preview because he gets in the weeds a little bit. He not ta- too much, not too, but he he talks about sort of the jockeying for votes, right? And he talks about how, bottom line, he reveals just what an evil troll Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy is. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and it's not just you know Matt Gates, obviously, and Kevin McCarthy. I think are not 
you know, yes. b- best friends anymore. Um, but but he actually has the receipt, so to speak. Right. He kind of talks about how really all of this maneuvering and the reason it took so long is because McCarthy kept sabotaging things, yeah, literally promising people stuff if they would chairmanships, bills, hearings to right. get to get their vote. So he could come back saying, I'm back. Right. So they couldn't find anybody and eventually it would have to be up to him. I think he must have overplayed his hand, though, when everybody saw that, because pretty soon they, they quit listening to him. And then when they asked for a roll call vote for Johnson, right? And because apparently McCarthy was like, well, you're telling all of his supporters, you need to support me because I'm going right. to get all the votes. He got zero. He got zero. So I wanted to kind of play. This is Matt Gates explaining how... McCarthy, who I sometimes have kind of liked him, but not, no, you just can't anymore. How, just how dirty his hands were in all of this. So if we could please, Doug, play Gates number one. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone. And he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. And so he was worried that there was going to be this great unifying moment, and he scuttled the unifying moment. So because of McCarthy's objection, we had to have this three-hour delay. And, you know, candidates announce again, have another form. And guess what happens during that delay, Steve? Patrick McHenry runs to the House floor, opens it up out of recess, and then adjourns till noon today. Now, why did he do that? Because they were setting up a play to block Mike Johnson with write-in votes in the intra-conference process for Kevin McCarthy. They were promising people hearings on their favorite legislation, passage of bills. I heard people promised, oh, maybe you'll get a a chairmanship. And, And the play was for McCarthy to return as speaker and then Jim Jordan to be the deputy speaker in some sort of like Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager posture. Yeah, so that was his play, right? And he was going to make it sound like, um, you know, okay, well, it's me and Jim Jordan unifying. Yeah, right, Jim right, Jordan, right. he would be like, he'd give him Nancy Pelosi's new office or something, right? Where he had no right. windows or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. And, and he, the way he was explaining it, what finally revealed this was when they called for not the secret vote, but for a roll call vote. And so the, they had to go on the record right, then, right? right? And they had to go on the record. And nobody wanted to go on the record mm-hmm. voting for McCarthy. So we ended up getting zero even, even votes. McCarthy. Even <laughs> McCarthy wouldn't vote for himself. McCarthy. So, and, and again, it, it, one of the things that this whole process did, and so, you know, embrace the chaos, right? Because the chaos exposed the rhinos um, in, the, in the party. Yeah, you say? Well, there's a lot of them. Well, the majority of them. That's, that's a depressing thing that exposed. But if we could play, because we're going to go through and explain this. So if we could please play Matt Gates number two. Everyone in the room knew at that moment that I wasn't the force for chaos. I wasn't causing disunity. That for the last three weeks, the reason the House of Representatives has been paralyzed is because for his own selfish gain, Kevin McCarthy was sabotaging the candidacy of anyone else because he was plotting a return. And we stopped it. And in the place of Kevin McCarthy, we get a Bayou Uh, Louisiana Mike Johnson, a brilliant constitutional attorney. He has been 
my seatmate in the House Judiciary Committee for seven years. For seven years, we have worked against the illegitimate impeachments, against the weaponization of this government. This is this guy did the toughest cases before the Louisiana Supreme Court. He is sharp. He will be as respected in the halls of our uh, in the homes of our most meaningful, righteous and patriotic donors as he will at the rallies with our most enthusiastic and meaningful activists. So, I mean, that, that you know, he sounds good. Although I will ask this question. It's like, if he's so great, why didn't anyone think of him before? But, um, well, you know, it, it's weird. And if you've ever been part of a, a large with legislative people, you know, it's all interpersonal relationships. He hasn't been there very long, you know, only four terms, which is eight years. He normally wouldn't be considered a top tier one. Um, he's also understated and he's not, you know, flashy and he... He is not a major fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, right. He's not, he's not, doesn't really, you know, rub elbows probably all that well. You know, he's not a schmoozer. Um, And so, you know, if a cocktail party, you know, would he be your first choice? No, unless you want to do something, you know, some intellectual discussion. He might be good for that, but but it would be fun. (laughs) No, he might be fine. No, he doesn't look like a lot of fun. Um, But I think he'll be, you know, it's the first speaker maybe in the history of the <laughs> Republic, um, that isn't just a total two-bag. Right, um, exactly. Right. But this is from Barney. He drinks milk at cocktail parties. <laughs> yeah. And then from Jim, it takes a person with cojones to do a government shutdown to get rid of continuing resolutions on the budget. Hope he is there. Well, and again, Kevin McCarthy promised a lot of things too right. and and delivered on very few of them or kind of half sort of kind of delivered on them. Right. right. Um, I don't know that this guy was making a lot of promises. So, but, but I mean, he's no, been, he, but he's he been saying making, the right things. Well, yeah, because, you know, if you make the promise to one, then, you know, right. hey, you can have this chairmanship, then the chairman is going to wait, wait a minute, I'm the chairman. Um, but he, he's, he's, and he's going to, you know, the guy now, I think, is Brendan Byrne, um, uh, maybe on the wrong name, but in the Politico, surprisingly enough. But he was a, a aide to Boehner and Ryan. And he says the curve that, that Ryan had to climb, even though he'd been there for a long time, he's the most famous Republican because he'd been vice president and, and everything else. He said it was enormous. Um, and, you know, only with the help of, of his majority leader, I think it was Tom DeLay, um, did he was he able to do it? Well, luckily, Steve Scalise uh, and him are both from Louisiana. They seem to get along well, and so he'll be an enormous help for him um, as he's kind of dragged under into the swamp. As he, well, yeah, and I'm going to play a, another gate soundbite here in a second, but just to set it up. You know, you might ask yourself, why does all of this matter? Why is it so hard? Why was Kevin McCarthy? I mean, as as um, Barney says, he is just a cockroach. But in spite of that, why, on top of his natural cockroachness, why was he fighting so hard to do it? And it is the answer, as it always is, right? Follow the money, right? That's what it's all about. History. If we could please play the Gates number three soundbite. Pause. The lobbyists, the corporatists, the oligarchs on Wall Street, big tech, have control of him and this apparatus. They've had it yes. now for over a decade, right? right and they right. don't want to give when it up. They that are was, in control. At the end of the day, that's what the fight was about. 
Right. When they are in control, the American people get chaos. We get chaos with no budgets, with rising debts, with an administrative bureaucratic state that has seemingly no check, with all of these uh, performative resolutions and investigations that don't result in meaningful change for our people. That's chaos. I have tried to bring order out of that chaos. And the reason it took me a little longer than expected, the reason it took three weeks instead of three days, is because Kevin McCarthy leveraged the last vestiges of his power to try to block any other human of any other ideology from being able to assume the speakership. And he was defeated. The swamp was defeated. And it would not have happened without this posse. It would not have happened without uh, some some great work from people like Jody Arrington, Clay Higgins, uh, Scott Perry. We we had we had a great team working uh, to give Mike Johnson the support he needed to build a coalition. Well, and that's and then Trump weighed in on it, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, supported him. Um, and, and I think in a way, Trump was just supporting getting something done. No, no. no you think he supported him? No, he 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 has you know um, somebody's accusing him. I think I think it was uh, Kidner said you know he came in. From Louisiana, and really was kind of a reasonable guy, but then he saw Trump, and oh. then he became just a suck up to Trump, and and uh, following all the Trump stuff. And so, I think you know, I think you know, Trump knows a lot of people, but I think he liked Johnson, and right, and well, and what's interesting, and just a couple of comments, Leo said he mentioned poopy pants Biden, and his internet dropped in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, they don't don't think just because. You know, they're you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't watching you. And then from Barney, Kevin is Trent Lott's bastard son. Yeah, um, but what, Lott, but wow. one of the things I think that's true is it is, you know, why would Kevin McCarthy fight so hard? And it's because of the money. And why were all of the other people? And I got to imagine somewhere in there is Ken Buck, too. Right. Going along with Kevin McCarthy. And it's because money promised well, he to them. He was one of the eight people who, who shot Kevin McCarthy down. Right. But in terms of who he was supporting or not, I mean, it looked as if certainly it was coincidental that Lauren Boebert, who voted to keep Kevin McCarthy, got a boatload of money from Kevin McCarthy. Right. Now, it remains to be seen. Will this guy get the same money? Politico had an article quoting one of McCarthy's major donors. And keep in mind, they're not really McCarthy's donors. Right. These are donors who are donating to McCarthy, who then doles the money out, right? It's not, I imagine he probably keeps some of it, but, but at any rate, so this is money that he disperses, said he will continue to do that. But I'm kind of like, well, we'll wait and see, right? Well, yeah, because there's not going to be as much money because you don't want to be as much money. You don't want Raytheon to go, oh, great, you know, right? 40 billion. um, You know, no, you don't want, you know, the Republicans will have to do with less money because if all you're thinking about is getting money in, then K Street is is your first stop. Um, and so they will have less money, thank God. Uh, but hopefully they'll have some principles for change. Well, I know you're right. That's that's a really good point. And we'll talk maybe later in the show how some of the rhinos in Colorado attack the current Republican Party oh, because yeah. they don't they don't they're not raising as much money. And that's because they're not corrupt swamp creatures. Right, if right. you're not a corrupt swamp creature, if you actually are trying to do things that are good for the people, not the donor establishment consultant class, well then you get less money. So right. like you're right, that's a really good point. One of the ways to judge him is 
how much money he gets. Less money he gets. (laughs) It's like, which is true, right? If he's opposed to, you know, spending more money in Ukraine, then probably the defense department is not, or the defense industry is not going to give him as much money, right? If he wants to actually have the internet not be censored, then you got places like, yeah, big tech won't like him. Um, And, you know, it goes back to these guys don't write the laws, the consultants write the laws and consultants write laws that are good for their clients. And typically what's good for the bazillionaire client is not necessarily good for us. In fact, you could almost say it's just the opposite, right? Uh, But what is so encouraging though, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody today and she was saying, you know, we may have to just crash and burn down the Republican party. And I was like, no, we don't. I mean, that's the good news, right? Pay attention. We're so used to feeling like that, you know, sort of like some abuse thing where we like have to escape or something. It's like, no, we're actually, we being the grassroots um, and, and the Trump supporters are somewhat I don't think it's probably too optimistic to say in the driver's seat, no. but there are a lot of we us. We at least people. are fighting for the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like when Trump, they say Trump was fighting for the wheel of the yeah. Secret Service, right? right. <laughs> we have one hand on the can wheel. I, can yeah, can I ask in. something? Sure. Hi, this is Jacob. Jacob. I, is Congress now in the, in, in the position to take that $100 billion request from Biden and strip it down and only give it to either Israel or to Ukraine? Sure. And to take the continuing resolution as the bills come in for payment and strip that down and only pay the bills yeah, they, they want to well, pay. Well, the House, yeah, you know, they only have a majority of four. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what if they, can, in theory, anyway, well, they can then, do then, all then, those then, things, and and none of it will get through the right, Senate. So either either. And right. if it got through okay, the Senate, so either, it's wait. not going to get past Biden. So if you're saying, can the House do lots of great things? Um, well, it can do it can do its one third share of great things, but that doesn't mean that they all get accomplished. You know, and and then do you go? Okay, we'll give we'll give Ukraine, you know, thirty eight and a half billion, and Israel <laughs> two, or you know, who knows? Because if you really want something to go my, through, my, go ahead. My understanding with the continuing resolution is, is that they gave out a gob of money, but to appropriate it, they still have to go through Congress to pay the bills. Well, what they did is they came with the debt ceiling. He and McCarthy and Biden got together and they did a bet, you know, the, okay, we won't spend more than this absurdly huge amount, but it still has to be appropriated through a continuing resolution, an omnibus bill or separate appropriations. I think this guy will say, no, we're going to do separate appropriations. If it takes, you know, I'm willing to do a continuing resolution for a short period of time to allow us do all the things, but I'm going to get all the bills through where you can defund, you know, Ukraine, can, the yeah. Department of Justice. Now that has to go up to the, yeah, the Senate and they'll say no. And then you go, well, then the government will shut down, which, you know, so yeah, big deal. Oh, <laughs> we'll survive that. We'll survive That's that. It, yeah, so, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, like, let's say they stripped down that hundred billion dollar bill and they're only going to give to Israel and then they're going to vote. Then you know who's on the side of Israel and who isn't. That's what I'm trying to oh, that's uh, provide. Yeah. Uh, provide yeah. you know. That'll be interesting. That'll, yeah. yeah, that'll be interesting um, to see I mean, how they do. Yeah. I know Talib won't vote for it. But no. It'll be interesting. Well, they, they'll, they'll pass a resolution saying something like, oh, we love everyone equally all over. And then they'll stick all the, take all the money away. So um, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you, Jacob. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, one, one nice thing, though, about the Senate 
Um, uh, this is just an aside. Um, they passed today a J.D. Vance bill prohibiting, and it was passed, right, Prohibi- prohibiting federal funds to be used to enforce mask mandates. So basically, this prevents federal mask mandates on planes, transportation, things like that. So hooray, they okay. did at least one good Barney thing. Barney wants to know how many lobbyists does the Glendale Chronicle have? The, Glendale Turkey Chronicle? Times. That's Leo. 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 Yeah, I'm please. sorry, Leo. Millions. That's why we have so much power. Yeah, that's, 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 right. control, that's why we have the palatial, control everything. palatial headquarters that we have. Yeah, yes, yes. Not, we, Army. And well, and and I think what's interesting, again, an aside, media wise, they don't really have lobbyists anymore. The people who are funding the media. It's all of these NGOs and charitable grants. organizations yeah, yeah. give them grants, to right? To do climate. They give story. grants to the climate reporter, right? Um, and places like the Colorado Sun, they're all operating now. I mean, essentially, Why they're in the Chronicle. We we need some well, we climate reporters. So there's no question about this. <laughs> but I mean, they've all turned into little NPRs. Yeah, really, yeah, is yeah, what right. they are. They're all all of them are little NPRs anymore. Um, but back to other reasons, though, to be happy. And what I was saying is, is well, like you said, we don't really have control of the car yet, but we we almost have our hand on the wheel. And that is making a difference. And it is one of those nice things that the more one person stands up than another person, than another person, and pretty soon they all stand up. And stuff that used to be like you'd assume, well, you could never say election denier, or you, you know, that would be terrible, terrible. All of a sudden you can start saying stuff like that, right? Um, and to prove it, I want to play Chuck found this, that this is just a brief clip of a press conference that they had yesterday with Mike Johnson, who, again, CNN calls him a key figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. So if we could, and you got to listen to what happens when this reporter tries to ask a question about that. If we could please play the press conference video. I like her. <laughs> There's Lauren Bobert right next yeah. to I like her. So the reporter tries to put in their sleazy reporter. Then she, after that, she asks another question. This is a sleazy one. Like, oh, right, shut up. And the reporter is Rachel Scott from ABC News, who is just your politically correct, um, you know. Well, they're the ones who were fed the story, I think, by Jack Smith, that Mark Meadows, I mean, they're, try, they're implying that Mark Meadows was wearing a wire or something talking to Trump, something that Mark Meadows' lawyer is saying, no, it's, it's categorically not true. Now, that doesn't stop ABC from reporting it yeah, and right, everyone else right. picking it up. But yeah, when they say that a key figure in the efforts to overturn the 2020 election, like Hillary Clinton would never do that. I love that old one. <laughs> shut, shut up. up. Shut up. But that would have not happened. I would say even two years ago, you know, I don't even know that it would have happened a year ago, but more and more um, as, and I think a lot of this is the rise of sort of independent things like our show, um, citizen journalists, um, some of the freedom, frankly, I think that Twitter has allowed back on, although there's still some censorship um, where people are starting to hear this other side. And not only that, but they're seeing things with their own eyes, right? Nobody even, it's kind of funny. So Stephen Colbert got COVID again, and he's really, really sick with it because he probably because he had so many jabs. There's a lot of information coming out about yeah. the mRNA and the autoimmune system right, and things right. like that. Right. Yes. But even he he now says, well, the reason I got it is because I didn't get the latest jab. But oh, the- yeah. He didn't get the latest jab. Right. Even the most jab 
friendly people, jab, true believers, jab, drank the Kool-Aid people didn't get the latest jab, right? And so it's all that kind of stuff. And once you start questioning that, it's kind of like when you realize your parents don't know anything yeah, about everything, right. right? You're like, why well, should I listen to which, them? Which Rev is just at the age where he's figuring that out. Yeah, just, <laughs> yes, he has a lot. Um, so I don't know, back to, because we want to- Well, I want to play the, 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 talking about how the oh. right is kind of fighting back the- uh, the head of the Conservative Party in in Canada um, had a Pierre Polyev. Um, okay, uh, let me read the comments first, and then I'll okay. do this because they're on there. So this is from Jacob. There's an interesting story that broke in July and is now coming back. Is that Ehud Barak, who ran against Netanyahu and lost, that Barak told the IDF and Mossad not to honor or accept any of Netanyahu's orders. Maybe that's how Israel missed the October seventh attack. You know, I don't know. And Netanyahu today is saying they are going to do a ground assault, even though Joe Biden doesn't want them to. Um, and um, they're going to investigate how they missed it. <clears throat> so I don't know. This is from Dr. Donna. Heard Buck did not want to vote for this or that person because they still speak about election fraud. Um, and Ken says it's time to move on. Yeah. I mean, talking about it now. Anyone moving on. Um, so anyway, yeah, this, this, we just have to play this. This is a funny. This, this guy, this is how you, you, uh, Handle the counter a, a lefty reporter, right? And I'll we'll do it. Then I'll tell how reporting used to be. So, if we could please play Doug, the Canadian politician. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing. They, you know, I mean, it's that that type I of ideological never talk about, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I don't of people, really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the. Donald Trump. Uh, well, like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. how, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point say. of this the point of this question is, I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given you know? Not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. in terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this. I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't, under, I don't I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians <laughs> trust you with their vote? Common sense. common sense for for a change we're going to make common sense common in this country we don't have any common sense in the current government you know the guy prints 600 billion dollars grows our money supply by 32 percent in three years that's growing the money eight times faster than the economy no wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades i'm going to cap spending cut waste so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I am the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. 
<laughs> no, there was just so much, so much in that interview. Oh, wow. you know, the reporter finally asked the question the way they just should have asked it. Right. Why? How? Why should people trust you? Right? And it, it's just so funny. It's clear that it just epitomized how the media gets these talking points. And I, I do think that there is actually a system set up so that the the, the lawfare folks and the Arabella people, mm-hmm. all of these dark money organizations, actually have PR firms that put this narrative out there in the media go with it right and so this guy has no idea he's just pushing talking points unquestioning well, 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 well he agrees well, with them yeah well, well, all lefties well you can't talk about lefty well you know i love that which page <laughs> yeah well, uh, it's, Trump, Trump, Trump. it's like well, a lot of, page you know it's like a lot of people a lot it goes well name one right i mean there was a time frankly when as a reporter you would have actually if you were going to ask the question that way you could say i talked to eight people you know what i mean mm-hmm. you would have actually talked to people but the media has just is so terrible at doing its job anymore and i think that's why you see the republicans standing there with mike johnson and they start telling the reporter to shut up yeah. when they ask a stupid question right yeah. because the reporter does it. if you were to say what election what 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 did trump do to overturn the election yeah. right i mean all that kind of thing or what what when you say he denies it right still the love that won't shut up oh well yeah and i think it's just so funny and that epitomizes and thank god thank goodness at least some intelligent politicians yeah. are saying well what page what people? And then you see what the guy said. What's a populist? And his mind, a populist is somebody who uses emotional language. It's like that's not even a that's like populist, a moron reporter. It's like you just feel the base emotions, not the intellectual people. <laughs> and so, guy, what are you talking about, you moron? <laughs> I'm the moron. You're the moron. That's right. Um, yeah. And Jacob says, oh, Barney says, love the disrespect deterred reporter. Um, and then Jacob's da 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 da. That's all, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Donna says, if asking the question, shouldn't you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. He continues eating his apple. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob says, the interviewer used to work for Looney Tunes. And then Jim says, hey, does this guy want to immigrate? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it would be great to see some of that ooze to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, that again, it's the kind of thing we try to do here the trouble is that there the, the media has just you know abandoned all pretense at, at you know but not, people know they've been at all exactly pretense, so. and so they can ignore them and they can treat them like that right, right i mean right. the disdain like you said he's continuing to eat the apple because he knows who's going to look stupid in this <laughs> <laughs> and you know that was an older reporter it looked like too i mean it didn't look like it was like some young reporter no. doing his first interview. and i'm sure he expected um Polyev to go oh i'm sorry i'm not donald trump at all i'm not a po-. you know he's expecting but didn't it be apologetic or to say something crazy that he could then attack him at? And finally, he was forced to to ask like a legitimate straight question. question. A straight question. Well, can interrupt you. Common sense. Huh? Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's appealing to emotion. That's not uh, common sense. Is not an intellectual answer to that. That you threw out about yeah. the, you know that's appealing to emotion. So, oh, what do you, who cares about the spending? The spending wending. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully Mike Johnson will watch that interview and channel yes, yes. his inner guy. And when the media starts attacking him as they will, um, and the Biden White House. He's probably not going to do lots of interviews with, no. with uh, you know, meet the press and, and Jake Tapper and everybody else. Why bother? Right. Why bother? First, no one's watching them. No one's watching them. And, and two, all you'll do is get the usual attack lines a little more polite to begin with and then you know off the edge of 
You're taking a page from Donald Trump. I mean, go back to the Leslie Stahl interview with okay. Donald Trump, where she wouldn't let him talk about the Hunter Biden laptop right. well, because she said verify. we can't verify it, which is it's, we all know well, now you can't verify an utter lie, right. right? We know now that the FBI. And, um, and the Department of Justice and all of these intelligence agents, remember, we did a show on that. They specifically organized to put together this lie to feed the media that yeah. the media knew was a lie. And she shut Donald Trump down and she did everything she could to try to make. The good thing Donald did is he he taped his interview with her. They, it wasn't just them having the tape was the brilliant thing. So he could play that before their thing went on. I mean, you know, they've got. And did, I mean, did they have they ever to this day gone back and said, you know what, we were actually wrong about that, right? No, they haven't, right? You've got the New York Times just recently, their headline, Israel bombs hospital in Gaza kills 500, right? <laughs> and then they show a picture that wasn't even the hospital, that wasn't even, excuse me, near the hospital. It was this bombed out building <laughs> from this other part, this other part of, of the- A bombed know, out building, the bombed out building. Right? Yeah. So if you look at it, you're like, oh my It's a God. bombed out building, right, yeah. They and it, the fact the hospital hadn't been bombed, <laughs> you know, that's just a small point. Right, exactly. So, I mean, but again, you know, they kind of, what do they, they didn't call it a correction. I think they just had an, explo- an editor's note. We should <laughs> check a little more. Totally going with what Hamas told us. And then coming up with a picture to match it. Yeah. I mean, they had to find a picture to match it, right? Well, a lot of bombed out buildings in Gaza. Um, yeah. And then this is from Leo. The new speaker needs to release a Twitter video of him um, walking up a flight of, flares, a st- flight of stairs um, to a plane without falling up on it. That's true. Um, one other thing that happened, well, a bunch of stuff happened today, but I wanted to talk about this too. The um, judge today, one, uh, the one in the fraud case right where, where apparently um michael cohen who was the bad lawyer yeah. um who's one of many bad one lawyers. of many bad lawyers that trump has had um and bad by i mean evil um admitted on the stand that he like lied to congress about all kinds of stuff right and it's like <laughs> no that wasn't hush money as a matter of fact right oh, okay, no. well when you said it was well that was a lie right but the judge called donald trump to the stand and fined him ten thousand dollars that had to do much worth he doesn't stop it and for violating the gag order right um the gag order says donald trump can't um talk about the judge or the judge's staff and of course donald trump then right before the hearing talked about the judge being awful so <laughs> <laughs> But let's just talk about that for a second in terms of never before. I don't think I think this is because there's a gag order in Georgia, too. Right. And and then the federal and there's a gag order in a federal case that prohibits in Trump DC. and D.C. that prohibits Trump from saying anything disparaging about any, witness. about any witnesses who was like everybody. Yeah, right. Half the world is half the world is a witness. And if they're not, as soon as Donald Trump says something disparaging well, about it, 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 they'll put them on. The way, way the law works is, you know, you get these trends and they increase and increase and increase until somebody pushes back. You know, they didn't used to have gag orders. Judges weren't issuing gag orders all the time. Now they issue all kinds of They didn't used to say, no, you can't have an affirmative defense of entrapment because I don't like that defense. Uh, no, you can't do this. No. In fact, you can't even argue anything. Um, and they've just gotten so abusive. Uh, and the system is so, you know, I mean legislature god knows but 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 it ought to say that you know no gag orders well and here's the thing i mean again i covered courts uh, for years and almost always 
the defense attorney would ask for a gag order on the prosecutor, the prosecutor would ask for a gag order on the defense attorney. Um, and then back in the old days, the judge would point out that there is a lawyer code of conduct, right? That mm-hmm. essentially is a gag order, but never was there a gag order on the defendant, right. right? I mean, you could say, okay, lawyers can't go around saying things because they have a code of conduct. Um, but but no one, I've, I've never seen the person who is at this point presumed innocent, right, have a gag order on them, right? Um, and particularly if you believe you're being persecuted, yeah. which is pretty obvious here, to say that Donald Trump can't say anything. And the thing about the contempt of court, guys, here's what's tricky about that. That is solely up to the discretion of the judge. And there really isn't an appeal yeah. based. Well, I mean, there were, but I mean, not right then, right? I mean, so the judge could, like just now, right? The judge fined Donald Trump $10,000. Yeah, he'll get the he could appeal that after the trial. Right. And I mean, and I've seen cases where where I have seen lawyers found in contempt and they're told to write a check like right then and there. Oh, well, we have judges. We, last case I was on, the judge said, oh, you jerks, you all bring your checkbooks every day you come here because I, I do it right away. Yeah. And, and the thing what is, an is, asshole. And he could, but he could jail Donald Trump too, right? Yeah. And he could jail him right then. Yeah. And I sphere and suspect that that's where they're going with all of this. Oh, well, good, because Trump keeps yes. on, he's almost at 60% now. Um, everybody else is, you know, essentially uh, given up. Apparently the debate will be maybe just three people. Um, yeah, we have Vivaswam, uh, Ramaswamy may not go into the debate. Well, he may not qualify. Oh, okay. But it's, it's going to be DeSantis. And, it is, and like you said, sure. things happen until it pushes back. I'm not sure... Where this goes, this complete weaponization of certain of both both of prosecutors and judges and, and the judges. Um, I mean, our constitution was written by people who hated prosecutors um, and and hated government uh, interference in our lives, and that's why you have a First Amendment and a Second Amendment. Those are all techniques it is prohibiting all the things that judges and prosecutors and government officials can did do in during during the colonial times. And they said, no, you can't do any of those. Um, and I remember years ago, there was a guy, he was kind of crazy. It was like a, it was, it was sort of like a pre-Antifa group, but when, when Antifa was just sort of anti-government, right? right I mean, right. It, it wasn't just, they, they weren't like a tool of the left and they would protest outside the Denver district courthouse every day for a while. Um, and they were, and they were handing out um, in the morning at the courthouse, the way it works is almost always. So don't ever go to the courthouse at like eight o'clock in the morning. That's when the jury, uh, the jury, all the people call for jury duty, go. They, oh, they, they have, have to go. Oh, yeah, really. And so these guys, what these people would do is they were handing out little flyers about jury nullification. And do you want to explain what that is or you want me to try? Sure. You okay. Okay. So jury nullification, essentially, it's the jury taking the, the law into its own hands and saying, this law is so stupid, we're not going to enforce it. And we're going to find the person not guilty. Something along that lines, right? And I forget why this group was up in arms about it, but they were handing these pamphlets to the people who were going in for a jury and essentially trying to explain to them, you know, actually, you don't have to do what the judge tells you to do. You are, you know, 12 or six or whatever people, a jury of your peers, right? You can do whatever you want to do. And so- The, the wh- key is if you're smart, you go, no, I don't think the evidence uh, reached the unreasonable right. uh, reasonable doubt level. You, want you to don't be smart say, about- but, I'm going to ignore the judge's instructions but, to us because then he'll find you in contempt. Right. But- 
But what this group was doing was trying to educate these people, yeah, yeah. right? Now, they were a little wacky. But what was really, even at the time it struck me as unfair, is they would send the sheriff deputies out to, to, dis- to disperse these people or arrest them if yeah. they didn't leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they have a right. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, they can go stand. And if you know the Denver District Courthouse, it's kind of like on um, Colfax, right. between Colfax and right. I mean, and so they said, well, they can go stand away from everybody. way far away from everybody and they can, they can do it there. And they're like, but we can't, we can't hand them the pamphlets yeah. that, but I just thought, well, that seems wrong that the courts would be threatening to arrest anyone who was explaining to the jury that, that they didn't have to necessarily do what the judge said. Um, but, and I guess where I'm going with that is I just wonder how far we are from that in certain jurisdictions where people are oh, just you're like, there. you're there. You think? Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and the left's attacking the Supreme court. In the meantime, um, the judges and prosecutors are, are going through, you know, we'll, we'll get anybody um, that appears to be a Trumpian person or, or right wing person or election denier person or whoever else. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. But it is, it's just concerning. And what I, fear is going to happen. And I think Trump is probably well aware of this. I'm sure he is. Also is the thing about the contempt of court and the gag order. You can turn around and you could twist anything and it's solely up to the judge. So the judge could just say, I'm going to throw Donald Trump in jail. And then you can forget about the trial, right? I mean, that's the tricky part. You don't even have to present a case then, right? It's sort of like the Michael Flynn when you get people right. on the process charges, right? You just say, you don't have to worry about a trial. You don't want to let Trump show his evidence. You just say he's violated the gag order and you can throw him in jail for contempt of court. And that can be sort of like with the judge is fine. That can kind of be whatever the judge wants, right? Sometimes until uh, Trump apologizes or it can, right? I mean- Well, they can demand whatever they want. Well, and here's why I here's why I know this because years but I know this because years ago um, uh, there was a case. It was a guy by the name of Omar Jaw. He was an African immigrant and he was shot and killed by Nathan Phil, who was a skinhead at the time. He was shot and killed in downtown Denver. And Nathan Phil, I had did a jailhouse interview with him, and he told me that he killed Jaw because Jaw was black. And that in his mind, that the that he was the enemy. He was wearing the enemy's uniform, he said. So he shot and killed him. So Nathan still confessed to me. Um, and this was a death penalty case. So the defense attorneys at the time, and frankly, they were doing their job. I don't really begrudge them this. Um, but they started, you know, attacking me and they were trying to find out. Well, who, the reason they were attacking you. They needed to get the, the confession thrown out. Well, because he'd given another confession to the police. But that had been thrown out. I didn't get Miranda rights or whatever it was. So the confession of the police had been thrown out. And the only confession left was the confession to you. That's right. And so they were going after me and they were trying to force me to reveal sources, right? And um, it's kind of interesting because I had promised sources that I wouldn't reveal their names, even though the sources didn't have anything to do with the confession, but they were pushing that. And the lawyer explained to me, he said, this is something that will be solely up to the judge. If the judge orders you to reveal your sources, right, then you either have to reveal your sources or the judge can find you in contempt of court. And I said, well, what happens if you're found in contempt of court? And he said, any number of things can happen. You can be <laughs> very pleasant. N- none of them happy. You know, he said, you can be fined as much as the judge decides to fine you. Um, he said, and you could be put in jail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how long would I, because I need to make daycare arrangements. Mm-hmm. It's like, how long would I be put in jail? And he said, until the judge decides yeah. that you don't have to be in jail anymore. I'm like, there isn't some like you know, five years yeah there isn't some kind of term limit on this and he said no it's whatever the judge decides 
And it was like, whoa. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come to that um, because that would have been a mess. But it was just so that anyway. So the judge, I'm assuming it's the same contempt of court is contempt of court, right? Yeah. That Donald Trump, the judge could simply throw Donald Trump in jail. And I just kind of wonder if that's what might happen at a certain point. Well, that one is limited because it's punishment one. Yours is to get you, to force you to reveal Ah. something. So there is a limit? Well, it's considered six months, you know. (laughs) Just coincidentally to the election. When's the last day of the election? I mean, and that may be what they're waiting for, frankly. But nobody cares because... It, you know, we don't need to see, see Donald Trump out on the campaign trail. We can see Mike Johnson out, out on the campaign trail. Pictures <laughs> of Donald Trump. Well, and then they'll, you know that those, they'll, they'll try everything to limit him. But I just wonder if maybe they're going to wait until it's close enough to the election, right? And then they're going to find him in contempt and throw him in jail. Well, 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 Joe's not going to be out there. He yeah. wasn't out there the last election. And now, <laughs> you know, he can't get off an airplane. But it does raise. I mean, you know, I think every time they do this, people get more mad and people support Donald Trump more. Joe Biden is at an all-time low in the polls. But that would not surprise me if they just use this whole gag order because then then they don't have to deal with any, you know, no Trump election pre- denying. Yeah, well, yeah, they, well, they don't have to pre- they don't have to deal with Trump presenting his side, right? They don't have to cover that. They just put him in jail. They keep him in jail. Cover Joe. And how That's- not too exciting though they'll go wait a minute but you know what i mean and how would it work supreme court wise can you because it's one thing to appeal like the the decision by the judge but to appeal in a contempt of court that's a whole kind of trickier no not really no i mean and you could you could you could could, could could appeal you go to federal courts you could say no this violates the first amendment rights of this person um okay and then that would go up you know ostensibly to the u.s supreme court uh who would you know cower that's right but and this is from barney judges have a a a bunch of power um even little low turds municipal judges yes they do and i think it's become alarming and i think you know you talk about you know what can you do to push back at and anymore i just think this jury nullification issue is not one to be taken lightly i think citizens need to realize it's like wait we don't have to do it now the trouble they have is they're bringing these cases in jurisdictions where they're happy to in fact remember that one stupid grand juror in atlanta who said she was all happy she's like oh we're just going to convict him yeah Yeah, yeah, we got that done we don't even know all the this is just and we can't wait to convict him remember she was like whatever the charges are we'll indict him Atlanta might be a little harder than than dc i mean dc is i don't know 85% 85% African-American and Democrat, or 95% Democrat. Atlanta is, you know, 40% African-American and 60% Democrat or 65. But it's not universal. And to get a verdict, you got to have 12 people. So you might actually have somebody from Buckhead or something. Goes, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, a lot of interesting developments. But I think in all of it, though, reason to be hopeful, right? I Mike mean, Johnson. Mike Johnson. Happy. Um, be happy in your sleep tonight because we'll have the first speaker that I can remember. I mean, Newt Gingrich got a lot of things, but he came way too egotistical. This is a guy who really, you know, who, who kind of go, yeah, this is what I can get done. And and Schumer said he's going to talk to him uh, so, and inform him that the only way to get things done is going to be on a bipartisan basis. <laughs> And so, you know, we'll, we'll I like how the Democrats do things. Yeah, they okay. no, very no. Yes. Yeah. Guys, that's going to wrap it up. That's for it us today. for us. Okay, but I want to, so thank you to Doug, who's running the board today. Thomas, our producer, got a, got a day off on Friday. You gave the boy a day off? That's right. <laughs> on Friday. Lazy kid, Jesus. Um, the Trump 
keeping Trump off the ballot filed by the fake Colorado Republicans, that yeah, case good. goes to court theoretically on Monday. Yeah. So on Friday, um, we're going to have somebody on to talk about that. Keep us up to speed on where all of where that is going, where the fake Republicans are up to. But that'll do it for us today. Yay. See you party Friday, everybody. Yeah, it's always party Friday. That's right. All right. Take care, everybody.